Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hi, everyone. I'm Darren Javog, uh, host of Clean Break, the podcast and uh, chair of DivorceNet. And I'm here today again with Tina Murray, my co-host and vice president of DivorceNet. Uh, and we have a new guest on the show today. And who would that be, Tina? Yes. Good morning, Darren. So we have two Darrens today. Darren Clayton. He uh, is a lawyer and a mediator. Uh, your firm is Clayton Law Professional Corporation. You have 25 years experience in the legal world. And uh, I imagine maybe not quite as much in the mediation, but right. uh, welcome to the show and Thank tell you. us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, it's nice to have uh, two Darrens here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine, mine spelt correctly, yes. though, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> many, many variations. Yeah, so I'm, I'm basically, I've been 25 years as a lawyer. I'm from the GTA originally, came to Ottawa to uh, kind of get away from a great crazy girlfriend. He met my wife here, stayed here, put up roots, lived in Canada. We got three kids been practicing the entire time, was uh, downtown at a big firm, went to Canada, worked at a small firm for five years, went out on my own. And my practice has always been very resolution oriented, mm-hmm. so as opposed to litigation oriented, right? So we're always looking for resolution, get people in, get people out, and it turns out that that's what the market wants. Mm-hmm. So we've been incredibly busy during that entire period of time, and uh, so so really, it, we're, we're all looking for resolution. So a few years ago, I started doing mediation. Mm-hmm. And so it's just me working with the two parties. And uh, that's probably the best kind of way to go in probably 80% of family law files, I would think. Mm-hmm. We met uh, actually at Collaborative Practice, okay. uh, Darren and I, and we sat across from each other at the AGM. And uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, you know different processes of divorce. And what really impressed me about Darren is, is that, like he said, he's he's all about trying to be, you know, have an amicable, amicable solution and try to work through things together, you know, rather than be adversarial. So uh, collaborative practice in, in uh, Ottawa is another form of, of um, divorce. And, and that's what, uh, like I listened to the, the one podcast you had on with a lawyer and you were, you were saying, like, if the rules are predictable, why? are people fighting for so long, mm-hmm. right? right? And and a, a lot of it's kind of attitude, um, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. depends what people want, what people are looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. But if, so typically what you get is you get, like I'd say the typical suburban couple separating when the kids are nine and seven, mm-hmm. you know, he's making 80,000 bucks a year, she's making 40,000 bucks a year, they've got a couple hundred grand in equity in the house, they've got an RSP, TFSA, mm-hmm. used car, like, it's the perfect solution for uh, for mediation because right then you're kind of it depends where you are in life you're smack dab in the middle of life there right mm-hmm. so you've got some stuff to sort out as you go through versus if you separate when you're 75 right, right. then uh, little... you, if accumulated wealth whatever wealth you've accumulated and your income is is pretty set right mm-hmm. so how uh, there's a couple questions I want to ask and I don't know which to ask first because yeah. I think they're both important like when somebody comes to you so I'm gonna ask both and you yeah. can answer them maybe um, when somebody comes to you and um, 
are just looking for advice. Do mm-hmm. you do you have a way to determine whether it's it's the separation, it's the the normal way to go through yeah. a divorce, or you you tell them let's do the mediation? Yeah. And then the next question is, if they go mediation, how does that work? Okay. Yeah. And so good questions, and that's. So I offer an initial consultation at no charge, which I think is important. A lot of people don't, but um, and they want you to pay 350 bucks for the first hour, right? So mm-hmm. if my, you know, if I was doing that with an account or something, it wouldn't make me comfortable. So I've always done that. I spent a lot of time doing it, but mm-hmm. it's important uh, for both of us to see if mm-hmm. we work together. There's some people that just don't connect with us, and there's some people that do. Yeah, right. We're, but- we're not the polished downtown lawyer in the Armani suit, right? We're a mom and pop shop in the West End looking to, to get it done, right? And what we hear the most is we don't sound like lawyers, which is kind of a compliment, right? So so first so there's there's people I talk to and initially I'm like, okay, we're not gonna work well together. Okay. So you should go somewhere else. And uh, the nice thing about being around so long is I know so many people. So then I can set that person up with someone they'll fit better with. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they might have they might have different needs. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I talked to two people yesterday, and both of them, uh, husbands, uh, uh, serving at the pleasure of his ma- her Majesty now, as a result of a domestic assault charge. Right, so that's right. kind of a different situation. Right. That's what's not usually typical for mediation. Right. So that's something you need to assess initially. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of meetings. Right. So it's basically there's kind of three types of meetings. One is mediation, two lawyer, two, two mediator, sorry, mediator and two parties, husband and wife and the mediator. And then there's collaborative family law or four-way meeting, two lawyers and two clients meet, or there's a five-way, two lawyers, two clients at a meeting chaired by a mediator. Wow. Yeah. So, but the nice thing about the last one, it's, it's, you know, it can be very good for a difficult file. Right. Because you've got everybody's organized, everybody's prepared, and we've got the referee to help go back and forth. It's almost like a mini mini court uh, yeah. uh, uh, being in court in except, front of the judge. Except it works. Like, right, right. <laughs> right. So the problem with court, trying to negotiate in court, people are jacked. So they're not thinking about settlement. That you get one hour with the judge, which is not enough time. Mm-hmm. You don't know who the judge is going to be. Like any profession, we've got good judges, we've got bad judges. So with the five-way, you pick the mediator and you pick the time, mm-hmm. and you do it in a, a setting like this, where where people Much are yeah, a little calmer. So you, I, I, I really, to me, it's the assessment. And then there's some people you got to go to court, mm-hmm. and then there's some people where it's very simple. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've got all that on my website. I've got the, that's the process piece. That's the most important decision to be made, right? So you have a proposal, you do mediation, you have a four-way meeting, you have a five-way meeting, you go to court. Right. Oh, which, okay. op- which option works best hmm. for your fact situation? So when I talk to the client, they'll, they'll know their spouse, obviously. I've never met their spouse. And they usually have a good sense of this. So the people that select mediation, it's often kind of, self-selecting and they're pretty they think as soon as they hear that they go yeah you yeah, know i think that would be good for us mm-hmm. so that's the the first step then uh if you do it how does it how does it kind of work mm-hmm. right so typically what i you know everybody all the mediators have their different processes mine is um i like just to kind of get to it and and have the discussion between the three of us right away so i talk to one person i say go talk to your spouse see if they're interested if they are i send them both an email saying kind of here's kind of the overview I'm, I'm working, I like to always kind of be, try to be progressive as far as uh, costs go, mm-hmm. you know, lawyers and costs, 
we don't have a good reputation for that because we're still stuck kind of generally with the old hourly rate right so we do offer an hourly rate option i have a bunch of people that work in my office like my wife's my full-time legal assistant she's got 30 years experience she knows more than 85 percent of lawyers in town right so she can do a lot of it um so when she bills at 200 bucks an hour and i'm 325 an hour right so and i have a law clerk that we bill at 100 bucks an hour so we get to try to get the right person doing the right thing right so that's one option this the second option is uh we have a flat rate agreement that we're working with now so it depends on the fact situation but we tell them okay so this will cover the information gathering cover the uh mediation session um so typically the way uh, sorry, I'll just finish that off. So it covers the mediation session, covers the drafting of the agreement, which is important because lots of mediators don't draft the agreement. Right. You got You think they think they're done, and then they got to mm. go get it drafted, which is a whole other step. Mm. And and deals with signing. So the whole process. Right. Okay. Right. right. And so, then, yep. so so those are the two options that they pick, and then we just go ahead and do it. So I uh, once they say yes, they pick their option. We get the retainer. We get the money. We get. We have a. a bunch of information we request like financial disclosure with regard to income and assets and liabilities and then um, so I get that kind of gathered and prepared for me by the team and then we set up a meeting and then so at the meeting first meeting we hit the ground running and mm -hmm. we spend you know a good two and a half hours at that meeting and it's a heavy kind of intense meeting where mm -hmm. we, we talk about all the issues that they want to talk about when we talk about an issue a bunch of issues that they haven't thought of right like right. Canada pension plan credit splitting uh, child tax benefit RESP there's a whole there's a whole there's a ton yeah of yeah. things we have to talk about the agreements like a 30-page agreement right right so you'll, you'll see what happens to people as they get overwhelmed mm -hmm. right so what you the only way the way you deal with a problem that's overwhelming you should break it down Mm -hmm. into, into smaller pieces, chunks right yeah so yeah. we break it down in pieces okay let's analyze those pieces yeah once we agree on all of those that's our agreement so typically that's the mm -hmm. kind of the first meeting we hopefully get an agreement in principle then based upon that i draft an email to both parties and to rochelle and then she prepares a draft agreement there's usually a to-do list i include with that people have to go get information and get it back and then we've got a draft agreement right just like right. that Wow. Then, two and yeah. a half hours. Yeah, what well, uh, two and a half hours? But yes, but in essence, in the meeting, yeah. And so, if everybody has a homework we need to do, mm -hmm. and and we have the good meeting, and everybody's ready to talk, then we can basically get it done in that meeting. If they're ready and willing yeah. to talk and negotiate. Right. And so okay. sometimes, you know, and then so we do another. Then we do a draft agreement. Yeah. And uh, the second meeting, we go through the draft. So there's always other stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. But by then, they both had a chance to look at the agreement. Lots of times in mediation, the parties will sit down at home and go through it and mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. find the inevitable typos that we yeah. do not <laughs> seem to be able to yeah, eliminate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we can do a study on that. But, but then we get together and sign. Then um, a, a popular question that comes up is, is lawyers. Yeah, what I, role? Do you need ILA? Yeah, what do, yeah so people always say, what's ILA? So it's... Uh, independent legal advice right if we call it ila so that that's one thing for people we throw a lot of terms out right yes like we use acronyms net, net family property, yeah, yeah 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 spousal support advisory guidelines we call them the SAGs, child yeah. support guidelines so, and if you're not doing it on a daily yeah. basis you have no idea what it is so people have to ask yeah for sure you know they gotta ask you you gotta go in this is too important so ask the question i really try to catch myself with that mm -hmm. and usually it's a nice thing about mediation and it's a reason meetings work because people are there Right. So you see the blank 
understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, where, and, and I realized, oh, I didn't explain that properly, so yeah. I'll have to go back and do it. The legalese. So, yeah, so <laughs> in, 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 the, in the, the, the idea of the flat rate is like the typical file, it's going to look like that, right? And at the second meeting, we're ready to, to we go through it, we've done all the wording, we've done our homework, we've done the adjustments, another kind of potentially lengthy meeting, right? Mm -hmm. We should be good to sign. So then people have two options. They can they can sign with us in without lawyers. Some people do that, and then we just sign in my office with mm -hmm. uh, grab a couple of staff as witnesses and sign and take the agreement and off you go have a nice life. The um, other option is people go and get independent legal advice, and then at that stage it would, we'd be all good. We'd have the agreement. They both go to their independent lawyers mm -hmm. to review the draft agreement, which can be kind of a difficult step. Right. right, because if you got three lawyers trying to agree on the wording for uh, a thirty-page legal document, right? mm, so yeah. and and what happens is the 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 deals that people cut at mediation look a little different from the outside because there's yes. given and takes and right. it right. looks a bit. Whereas weird. the lawyers yeah. may look at it and go, "Well, that's not in your best interest," and this lawyer may say, "That's not in your best interest," and then try to change it. Whereas you as a mediator have done a holistic approach almost right. and right. looked at the whole picture yeah. and, and, and allowed that give and yeah. take. And, and what the important thing is we do it together. Right. Yeah. We create it together. Right. right. And right. are you advising like as a mediator, like right, because if you were if you're if you're acting in yeah. a legal no, in a question. in a lawyer position. Yeah, okay, so answer it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it, even it, know it, how to word my question. Right. But. So the, the question is, technically it's <laughs> the question is, um, are you providing legal advice to the parties, Yeah. So right? so typically what I say to them, like I've been doing it for twenty five years, you know, and so I'll have a day at eight AM I'm on for the wife. 9 a.m. I'm on for the spouse. 10 a.m. I'm on for the the same-sex couple. Like so, I do it all, right? right. Like I present. So you have the because right. you're a lawyer, you have right. the legal yeah. foundation, the groundwork to right. it, which plays into the right. mediation and, side. And that's why I think it's important right. to me that you do you get a significant amount of experience in the field before you jump into mediation. Right. Like right. There, there's people that jump right in without. The experience to me, it just doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I've been in court for 25 years. Still go to court a little bit. I'm not going as much as I used to. I, I don't want to go anymore. But yeah, so I can tell them, this is exactly what your lawyer's going to say. This is exactly what your lawyer's going to say. So the idea of the independent legal advice is, is to take that and go and get that information. But if you're going to go to mediation, and then you're going to make compromises, and then you're both going to go back to your independent lawyers, and Probably both independent lawyers aren't going to be absolutely thrilled about this deal, yeah. right? Because it's a compromise. And if you're all just going to then say, "Yeah, forget it," well, then you've wasted you have to your lawyer up about what you want yeah. to do. Right? Right. Save yeah. your save. So, but the most people that go are they 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 get that, and they go, and then sometimes you can go get independent legal advice, and sometimes the the lawyer uh, you know thinks of something maybe we haven't thought of, or there's a different way to approach it, you know, so it can be beneficial, really depends kind of on the approach of the lawyer. So then it depends which lawyer you retain. So mm -hmm. I have a whole, we, we all work with each other, like sometimes I'll do independent legal advice on, it, on an agreement that someone else is mediating, right. right? So we have a group of us, a lot from the, the collaborative family law panel, 
uh, of Ottawa is another great spot for people to think about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there's a great group in there. So if you go to non-crazy lawyers, then you're <laughs> they're gonna they're back. gonna already be on the same page yeah, because yeah. of the collaborative mediation yeah, they have a relationship. style. They have, a relationship. They have relationships, yeah. and like to get on the panel, there's a significant amount of of training you have to do, which takes you away from your practice, and you got to pay these. So it costs money, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and you, you don't make as much money typically in a collaborative family law file as you do in a litigation file. Like litigation files, people make lawyers make a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars per file. Holy! Right? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. When I first heard about that, there's no possible way that could happen, but it, it does. If you go to trial, because you're you know you do a three day trial, you're hired. It's two days prep for every day of trial. Mm-hmm. So for every day of trial, you're hiring a lawyer independently for three days. All that lawyer's doing for three days for you know, and if it's a three day trial, that's nine days. So you just hired a lawyer exclusively for nine days. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of money. And that's only the, the final phase of the of the trial, right? Mm-hmm. I have one of my files where I, I refer to there's I've got litigation lawyers I refer to mm-hmm. if we need to go that route. And um, it, they just did a trial in in Ottawa. It was uh, ninety thousand bucks in legal fees for the trial. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then and then you fight over. And you're fighting over things like like the cutlery. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's you're in that situation where somebody doesn't want to give well, and there's well, so there's, much emotion well, there. well there's things you fight over like i remember tom's website uh, tom's webcast when he did it he, he had a an, uh, uh something that came out where he said a business you value a business right, right? and you can get business value there's one yep. that says 800 grand and one says 1.2 million mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. wow, geez. Mm-hmm. that's a big that's a difference yeah mm-hmm. 200 yeah. grand you know so what once they uh, whether they go to i whether they go to independent legal and take the independent legal advice or not once the mediation agreement is signed, yep. they then have to take that to court. No, so it's, it's. I'm glad you said that. So that it's actually. So the mediation agreement would be the agreement we would sign initially, where I'm saying I'm not. I'm not your lawyer. I'm acting as the mediator, right? So the end game in every family law file is a separation agreement. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what everybody's after, right? So you sign that, and it really it's just a private contract. Right. between two people so usually just sign it and then they have to take nothing can happen until you get that done because you got to go and get the real estate lawyer to transfer the house and the bank won't give you the money until you own the house and they yeah. know what your liability is for support right, right. so if yeah. people are like how, how does this possibly get done but nothing can happen until the agreement's done yeah that's where my wife Rochelle is great too at, at sort helping people sort through that piece at the end like even once it's done sometimes we all oh, we got to do a candidate pension plan credit splitting we got to do a pension transfer. We have to do an RSP transfer. We have to yep. do a house transfer, right? How's all this gonna work, right? Yep. So you got to kind of sort your way through that. But it doesn't actually. The only reason you would register an agreement with the court is for enforcement purposes, for right. support purposes, for the family responsibility office, the FRO we call it, yep. which is the probably the worst bureaucratic agency <laughs> you'll ever run into. Yep. And they're not necessarily their fault. Like, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, Mike Harris. We used to have six regional offices and Harris cut them all back and there's one office in Downsview to deal with all enforcement matters for the entire province of wow. Ontario. So they're just That's insane. They're just That's overwhelmed insane. and underfunded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, so you don't go there unless you have to. Right. right. So it does not have to, a separation agreement does not have to be registered in court. Then and I thought uh, naive or stupid, I don't know what you want to call it. Like how did the, then the divorce has to yeah. The divorce has to be no, registered. There's, there's lots of confusion about this yeah. stuff. It's just kind of not known. 
Uh, and that's the, uh, I find that's a real benefit of, of the mediation process. I'll come back to the divorce, but I, I did a mediation recently w with a couple who did a separation agreement with two good lawyers. They got their 35-page agreement, never sat in a room together, right? Just signed it in, negotiated it and signed it independently with lawyers in their lawyer's offices. Completely different perspectives on issues like, well, how are we going to pay these expenses for the children? How does health coverage work? Who's paying for the divorce? They had like they had a list of I think nine things, right? And so now they had to go to mediation after the fact to talk about these nine things. The other things. And yeah. there was a lot of scar tissue built up. Mm -hmm. Like so we didn't make much progress at all mm. because of the scar tissue. So I, I think if they had gone to a mediator to do it initially then there's an educational component to uh, mm -hmm. to that, where you sit down and we go through it. We say, okay, what what happens with you know somebody's paying child support? So what happens next year? Well, you get your five-year income tax return by April 30th. Right? You get you exchange it by April 30th. You see what the new number is, and then you either go back and start you know recapture for the year before, or you just go forward or, or whatever. But we talk about that, mm -hmm. and and you talk about Christmas and you talk about stuff. So a lot of it's not. Um, I think that's an important point to make is is that people think we're going to go in and we're going to talk about difficult issues and we do, mm -hmm. but a, a lot of it's just kind of you know it's just work, mm -hmm. and we we're all here together and let's mm -hmm. well that's how people do it mm -hmm. and maybe you, so or there's three ways people do it here's a way you can do it so you you need your separation agreement then you need the divorce so the divorce is still a separate process where you need a judge to sign it mm -hmm. so when I first started practicing. Everybody wandered down to the courthouse and you put the client on the stand. When were you married? When did you separate? Do you, do you want to get divorced? Yes. Judge says, okay, here you go, you're divorced. See you later, have a nice day. Next. <laughs> and it would all be like this, right? Yeah. So so now it's administrative and the judge signs it in chambers. Right. Um, so I don't even go to court for it anymore. So we just pass it across the counter, goes to the clerk, goes up to the judge, judge gets a pile. Sits there and signs a bunch in, in and one and you can't do that until I think it's about a year, right? So well, clients, get, so like people want to be divorced like right now, <laughs> and that yeah. doesn't happen, right? Well, you can get divorced on kind of three grounds: one is adultery, mm -hmm. one is mental cruelty, and one is a one-year separation. So ninety-nine percent of people use the use the one-year separation because with adultery and mental cruelty, you have to prove those. You have to prove it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Darren, I we could talk about. I know it's like, so you, interesting. You make things really understandable. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, like I, just just listening to you talk about some of these complicated things. Yeah. I I, I could feel myself like relaxing. Me yeah. too. Like, I feel like I could just come to your <laughs> office and go. Yeah. I'm in good hands. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's just, so what happens yeah. is people walk in nervous. Yeah. And then they walk out feeling better. Yeah. Right. And I always say to them, yeah, you feel better because now it's on my freaking shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk out light and I walk out heavier, heavier, heavier. But uh, yeah, no, and that's, that. I think that's critically important for any professional, right? right. Mm -hmm. Like I love my accountant. Right. You know, I like, I, Over like, there. I want to buy, mm -hmm. I want to buy a car in the business. No, you can't buy a car in the business. Why? Because you incorporate it and they change the rules, you can't do it. Okay, I don't like that, but thank you. And I understand it, right? And that's what I want from my car mechanic. That's why. That's what we want from our professionals, financial financial people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell people how they get a hold of you. 
the best is the website ottawafamilylaw.com i've had it uh, fantastic yeah, website you've yeah. had that for a while I... yeah i've had it since basically the beginning of the internet <laughs> right like when i started practicing how old's the internet yeah. five years yeah <laughs> and it's been up there the whole time so uh we got a lot of information on there and, and that gives you a really good sense of us mm-hmm. and and it's been good because what it does is people kind of go through it and they yeah yeah that makes sense that i could connect with somebody like that right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. and then they call us or they look at it and think no that's not what i want i want a nuclear war mm-hmm. and if i'm going to have a nuclear war that's not the person i should have my nuclear war with i have lots of people if you want to go have a nuclear war <laughs> and sometimes it's necessary right um so that's the best is the website and all the email addresses on are on there and what's the phone number uh 613-596-2424 send it to Canada rep gave me that number two. Two, two <laughs> and you're also going to be on the DivorceNet website as well, yeah. so people will be able to yeah. connect to your personal page there. Yeah, that's an exciting group. I'm happy to be part of that. It's uh, it's good to have a bunch of like-minded professionals with mm-hmm. you know various groups. That, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Nice we just, on board. We're all about sharing and yeah. empowering people to make the right choices. And well, and, and, and the thing, good thing for clients is and parties is that you, you you're not going to have pe- people that sign up for stuff like this aren't kind of in the turf war right. where no i'm a lawyer this is my or i'm a financial planner this is my area it's, it's like collaborative. whatever works <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 perfect awesome. okay well thank, thank you, you so much us. and uh we encourage everyone to check out the other podcasts we have tons of great information from great professionals uh and uh we'll see you when we see you next time perfect thanks awesome. thank you You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. mycleanbreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.